Welcome to Becoming an Epic Being with your host, Sukoon. As a conscious living facilitator, my mission is to help you young adults navigate through the confronting issues of your generation, question conventional beliefs, and choose authenticity. Because that is where your true joy lies. So get ready to step up your game and jump on the ride as you begin the journey towards the next stage of your self-evolution. Every one of us goes through some level of self-doubt and low self-esteem, but it's the choices that we make that either keep us stuck or make us shine. And there is no better person to talk about this than this young and enterprising friend of mine, Andra, who actually had a pretty difficult life and even hit a low phase in his teens, but decided to start functioning differently to a point where he now inspires other young people and is also building his community of young change makers. Today, we offer you some solid nuggets where we talk about everything from building better habits to staying away from the nasty side effects of social media and using it consciously and building natural confidence. Here goes. So how are we doing, Andra? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I'm doing great. Thanks Thanks for having me. You know, so from the first time that we spoke for the very first time about two, two and a half years ago, just before this whole um, pandemic phase in our lives, um, you seem to be in a pretty rough spot and, you know, had just undergone some shifts. And I see today a massive shift in you and where you are in your journey and the impact that you're making on social spaces, influencing people, inspiring them. And um, yeah, just wondering if you want to just like, you know, maybe... Talk a bit about your struggles growing up as a teenager. Um, and of yeah, course, okay. de- this just depends on how deep you want to go. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so the when we when we first met a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, I was still in school, I think, and try, just starting out on social media and right. uh, just starting to to share my message. And, uh, but overall it started like way, er- way earlier, um, probably even five years before that when, mm. uh, I like to say that like my whole, uh, journey a- about the personal development and entrepreneurship and, um, sharing my life on social media started when I was 13 years old. Um, because wow, that's, that's where for my, my biggest, um, shift from, um from being like a very very shy kid Mm -hmm. and very introverted not really speaking to anybody and um i used to spend spend my time just playing video games uh, mostly and like most teenage kids isn't it yes yeah just like most just like most kids these days right and i also used to be um quite bullied in school for being shy and for being um Mm -hmm kind of a weird kid I guess and one day I just decided that I I didn't want to live like that anymore and I googled how to be happy and wow started learning about uh, the person personal development and building confidence and and yeah just just happiness in general Mm -hmm. and up to that point like nobody has ever taught me like or nobody has even talked about any of these things so it was my very first time just finding out on the internet articles and videos and that kind of started me on on that journey of of getting out of my shell and kind of finding myself and overcoming my shyness and then um starting to to talk to people in public and little after that i i saw videos of of people living in vans and traveling around the world. And I, I said, like, I want to do that. So I decided that I'm, I'm going to do basically anything I can to, mm-hmm. to live in a van one day and just travel around the world. And so I started sharing my journey on, on social media and talking about um, my own transformation of like what, what I found out when I was 13, mm-hmm. uh, the, the information about happiness and confidence and um, social interactions mostly and I started sharing that on social media 
and uh, here we are a couple years um, later, yeah. Yeah, talking about your shifts, how amazing is that? I mean, I'm sure the experience of being bullied and having the sense of shyness for most of your life impacted how you showed up for yourself and for others. And when I see you today, it's pretty freaking clear that you've just completely transformed your relationship both with fear and anxiety. And obviously, I cannot help but ask, like, what what do you think brought about these changes in you? Yeah, so again, it goes back to all that, that start. So I remember that, that, that question, how to be happy on Google? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. But... So the, the first thing I found was an article uh, mm -hmm. talking about how to be happy. And in that article, it said, be confident. Like it was like one of the steps. Right. And so I was like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not confident at all. Right. So <laughs> yeah, that doesn't help. Second, so my, my second Google search was how to be confident. It's like, I was like, yeah, okay, let's go deeper, I guess. And I'm not sure exactly what I found in, in that article that had like that big of an impact, but mm -hmm. Looking back now, I can see that two bigger two two things happened after that, and it was that I started waking up earlier and going for a run in the morning, mm. and second, I started learning about programming uh, online, and so yeah. the idea behind that was, or like now now I can see that those were kind of like confidence building habits mm. um, for me because I I wasn't. I wasn't even close back then to going out and speaking to people in public or right. um, overcoming my overcoming the social anxiety like straight away. I wasn't even close to that, but I st started doing these like introverted activities, which were which served as like my confidence um, confidence building habits. And after a couple years, I think it was like two years later after I started running in in the morning. Uh, I built enough confidence in myself. Like, you know, I became the guy who wakes up early and goes for a run in the morning. Um, so that was a, a big, big confidence booster for me. And I also had knew that, knew that like, I know how to write uh, code because like I was super young back then still. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still young, but... Uh, <laughs> clarifying. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Yeah, it's still pretty these, young. These two things gave me massive confidence because I, I knew like, yeah, I'm, I'm the guy who goes in for a run in the morning and I also know how to, how to do programming. So using that as like, yeah, I know I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit cooler than I was <laughs> just shy and playing video games, nothing about me. And I use that as like uh, the catalyst to, to go further in, into the social anxiety as well and i decided to go and meet girls on the bus on mm. my way to school and so that was like the, the direct hit into like overcoming the social anxiety just going out and doing it but if i didn't have the the confidence building habits before that like there was no way for me to to do that amazing so from everything i've heard you say so far it's pretty clear that the act of taking actions is basically what you know shifted your self-perception how you see yourself you know because that's what gave you a massive boost of confidence that I'm not the same person and I can be better than who I aspire to be right um yeah and what do you think most people get wrong about or most like people your age or younger get wrong about this idea of happiness um Okay, so one of the things that I teach these days is how to actually um, use self-improvement and like the self-help industry to actually make your life better because so many, so many, especially I, I would say young people get kind of caught into, into the trap of it, of just consuming yeah. the, the material. Yeah, it can and, get really overwhelming, like you're just lost in the sea of information and don't know what to do with it half the time. Yes overwhelming as well but as you as you said like the key there is is taking action and actually doing doing the things yeah. so I, I think that there's so many so much good advice in these like self-help books and mm. videos and stuff like that but people get caught into just consuming it and they never use the advice they never actually yeah. do it in their, yeah. their life 100%. and that was i think that was the, the like a big difference for me 
because I actually started running and I actually started uh, doing programming on the side. Um, so that, yeah, I, I would say that's the biggest factor of like actually doing it. And that's what, that's what most people get wrong. And the, the reason behind that is that <laughs> it just consuming the self-help content itself is rewarding for the brain. I mean, it, it releases. Oh yes, in the, it absolutely um, is. So, so it can get into you, you people get, can get caught into that trap of like just consuming it and have having that like dopamine hit that feeling good and like feeling of some kind of progress uh, of, yeah, I, I read this book, but I, I didn't apply anything that I read in the book, but I read the book and uh, that give me like that gives me like the, that good feeling good um and yeah like, which is which can get really deceiving i think it's very deceiving that feeling of i'm i'm making progress but really i'm not making progress and it's yeah, like that point yeah, of where you get where you're feeling stuck right yes so again looking back back at the my story i think what made the biggest difference like i think i would have caught, gotten caught into that trap as well but what made the difference for me is it was either i do this or i'm just gonna be depressed or like i'm maybe even gonna end up killing myself like taking my life because i was just in that bad of a situation mentally wow um so so that kind of led me into like i need to actually do it so that's what led me to to start running in the morning yeah so tell me was your depression that you just briefly mentioned right now was that linked to um your lack of motivation in life or how you saw yourself your self-perception self-image what would you yes, call it yes definitely and it was also linked uh to to school and being bullied in school and just people making fun of me and then like one day they would they would make fun of me and then the second day they would take advantage of me because they needed help with the test or homework oh god so that's, that's brutal that's really nasty stuff yeah yeah um so that was that was linked to it a lot and also like my family situation wasn't the best mm. um yeah my parents used to fight a lot yeah so it, it all kind of like contributed add up, add up yeah yeah, I mean, getting over bullying is pretty, um, it's quite something because it leaves lifelong impacts on a lot of people, right? Because what they went through in school, being, you know, called some bad words and really like degrading words and being punched in the in the face or whatever, like it just shifts how you view yourself, you know, like a loser. And there's so much shame that's involved in there and just very, very hard to like get out of. So yeah, kudos to you for moving out of your situation and being where you are today, really. Like, it's crazy. Thanks. <laughs> and um, what was I going to ask? I was going to ask, like, what is your sort of perception of how this world we live in today? Like, how is it shaping, you know, like, young people's minds? Like, talking about the most dominating influence of social media. How, how, what's your equation with it like? I think yours is pretty empowering because you spend most of your time talking about stuff that is meant to uplift people which is great um but where do you think um we're going wrong with social media consumption because you're so active on this so i thought it's good to get your views on this yes yeah, yeah. so first of all i want to say that i think that social media um is one of the best things that uh, happened in in like <laughs> our human life yeah. and can be one of the things one of the best things that uh, even young people like anybody can basically run across, but at the same time, it can be one of the worst things that you right. come across and it depends on how you use it um, and like what you do on social media. And I've, I think that most people get it wrong because again, it's, it, it, I would say it's similar to the self-help industry. Um, when you can get caught into the trap of just consuming instead of instead of like actually using it so i i like to say don't let social media use you but use mm. social media yeah um, what you can do like how you can use social media is share uh, share stuff that's going on in your life yeah. and like 
honestly, authentically, and at the same time, reach out to people, make connections, talk to people. You can, I mean, this the, the this conversation is a is a is a great yep. example, it's right? Because of side, social media, exactly. You can have a, a nice conversations and even build a good relationship. Um, so that's the that's the power that social media can have. On the other hand, if you can if you get caught into the trap um, of only consuming, it can be very mm. devastating. I would say for for self esteem because there's a lot of people who seem to have a, a way better life than we do. Yeah. Then what? Yeah. Then what they're portraying out there is that what you're saying? Yeah. Or is way yeah. worse than what they're portraying? Well, the thing is that most people who post things on social media filter their life a lot. Absolutely. Like they only post like this person, a social media influencer, influencer can have like 10 bad things happen in his day but, and one good thing. And he's one highlight goes on the page. Exactly. Right. That's, that's the deception of social media. Yeah. So because the. I think that these people, you know, they're trying to make some make make other people like them, and they're trying to build their following. And this is this is like the, their strategy of of building a following, of like putting up this facade of, of um, like this is what's happening in my life, and like be jealous of me or like follow me yeah. because like my life is really good or something like that. And at the same time, I believe that it's starting to shift as because or like. I myself, I post, if you go into my social media, like I post about the bad shit, I post about the good shit. Mm. I, I post basically everything honestly and I share my life like how it actually is. Right. Um, and I I believe that more and more people are starting to do that because yeah. more and more people are realizing that a lot of the social media is kind of fake or very filtered. Mm. So, and we're catching we're catching up with that. The thing is, like, it, it's very new. Like, all of this is very, very new. It's it's been just basically a couple of years while while this is the the social media is existing. So we are as as humanity, we are learning to to adapt and like how to use it in a proper way. And mm. back then, like back then, and even now a little bit, it's still can be beneficial to to share only the highlights. But I think as more and more uh, education about social media comes out, or the conversations that we're like we're having right now, right. more and more people right. are going to realize that like it's not going to work. Um, just filtering your life is not going to work because it's not relatable. Yeah. So that is such a key point because the age you're at, it's confronting anyway because this whole idea of self-perception is like screaming out loud during the teenage years. And it's only been amplified by the influence of social platforms, right? Like, how am I being perceived? How am I going to be looking to my friends? And this incessant need for validation is like at its peak in the world where we are today. Is this something that speaks true for you as well? Or like maybe getting some sense of validation maybe? Or you think that you've, you feel that you've got it all together within? Well, if I said that there's no getting sense of validation or like i would i wouldn't think i wouldn't think that i'm a human <laughs> no, absolutely. okay well let me rephrase do you think that you are relying on social platforms to get that for yourself or you pretty um, more, much no. more balanced than other like kids relatively anyway no. okay so the, sh the short answer there is is no i'm not relying on it because uh again comes back to my the the hab, the confidence building habits that i was talking right. about earlier right. th those are the things that i rely yeah. on as as like source of my validation like right. if i can go so showing up for yourself like you know making yes, shit happen yes. for yourself so, which has given you the most natural boost of confidence yeah exactly exactly so that's where a lot of it comes from but at the same time there is like a, always going to be like a little piece of like oh, we're like, human, of course, yeah. At least like a little bit, little bit of like oh, I'm posting this, like oh, what are people going to say? Like what are going to be the comments and stuff like that? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of you course, spoke, you a, speak the truth, my friend. You speak the truth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But as a even as like in the whole picture, it's no like my sense of 
of pride and my sense of confidence, my sense of validation is in my my real life, not in my social media presence, but in my in my in my daily habits mostly. But since we're talking about the subject, do you see a direct link between social media or the influence of social media and teen anxiety? I mean, social anxiety, depression, um, low self worth, and so on. Like, if we did not have the influence of social platforms as we do today, would there still be such a rise in teenage levels of low self-worth, social anxiety, depression, and all that stuff, yeah? I would say that social media has quite a big influence on, on the social anxiety. Mm, exactly. Because, because if when there was no social media, people went out and you know had their interactions and real conversations real interactions with people but nowadays you can just sit sit at home and be on social media all day not and i don't know watch movies or just be by yourself all day and you don't get that and especially when young kids do start having their phone when they're i don't know six eight and they start going on they, they don't have the chance to actually go out and learn the the social interactions and like learn to be around people so if there were if they started to be just on, on social media and on their phone when they're eight years old then they grow up to be 15 16 20 and they've never actually had like they've never had the chance to learn the social skills in like an actual social setting right whereas back in the, back in the days when our parents were growing up they just had to go out to the field or to the playground or to socialize with the kids and like do do the social interaction so i would say that it was that this is a big factor of of young people having problems with social anxiety yeah influence definitely and for someone like yourself who's pretty damn active on social platforms you know for the purpose of spreading your message and who hasn't experienced the adverse effects of it simply because I guess you're far more balanced than most people out there. What would be your recommendations to the average teenager or young adult who is, you know, really immersed in it and to just like stay sane and not lose their sense of self and I guess just stay centered? Again, I would say uh, it comes down to the distinction of using social media instead of letting social media use you. Yeah. Um, so but how do you the, do that? Like coming to yes, like, yeah. Let, yeah. let me, let me, let me talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So first I think we, we have to understand that like the purpose of social media, why, why it was created mm. and how they're making profit and what they, what like the creators want us mm. users to do is just be on social media as much as possible consume as much content as possible because that that makes us consume as many ads as possible as as possible and that's how they make revenue that's how they, they make money right so that's they that's what they want us to do and right. that's what that's what basically causes and that they're using science and like the dopamine and like our biology and like dopamine reward systems to do that so that's how they get us hooked on being used by social media for their profits Okay, right. that's that's the one thing. That's what we want to avoid. So this the the second part is what I what I say is how to actually use social media for benefits. Is two things: create and post and like post and like be a creator, share stuff um, from your life, and second, reach out to people, have real conversations, and use it to also set up real life meetings like meet up in real life That's so do, key do, do video calls do do calls have have real conversations like not just go and meet up with like a rent totally random person right mm -hmm. of course you have to be safe because yeah. there's a lot of <laughs> thank I, you for clarifying that like I, have to um, I don't think it's that big of a deal if if you're smart and if you actually have video calls and like conversations with the person before you go and meet them like yeah. i think you can be pretty pretty i think you can be pretty safe or if you if you hang out with the right in the in the right groups um um so yeah safety is can be a little bit yeah. of, of a concern but you can do things to to be safe still but use it to 
to build friendships and then go out and actually meet the people in person as well. So don't mm. leave it only on, on the online world. Because we are, we as as humans are social animals, and we need that that social interaction. And at the same time, don't um, have social media as just like a, a little, little small part, like a lo- little tool. Look at it as like a tool, but not as somewhere where where you go to to escape or where you spend most of your life yeah. have it like as a one of one tool of your life one aspect and um live your life like in the in the moment like do other things as well mm. um, so th- these are i would say the three things like create create like use it to post and share um build relationships and have conversations connections and go out and actually meet people yeah. and then the third one just as a side to and not as a big part of it, of your life but as like a small tool and live your life outside of social media too yeah that sums it up really well and thank you for those points this should be super handy for our listeners and andra i know you're pretty big on mindset work as well you know simply because i guess it's just played such a big role in your own life and just um want to dig deeper into what exactly about the mindset work has helped you grow and bring about the shifts and the transformation that it has i mean like what specific practices do you indulge in um the most like the biggest mindset shift that i would give most credit to um and by the way mindset is uh, percep- personal perception and how you look at the world, what you think about the world. Um, so just to, to summarize what that means to me. Yeah. Um, so again, goes back to when I was 13, because that's, that's where all, it all started. And mm. the, the biggest, mi- the big mindset shift that happened was that I stopped going, f- thinking for about oh, like these these other people are bullying me and they're making my life uh, like a hell and like mm. I can't do nothing I can't do anything about it because I have to go to school and like I was thinking in the form of like being a victim in a in a way and so and I went from and I think like the desperation or like the bad just the bad situation itself kind of pushed me into into this shift and also like other 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 things um but yeah the the suffering like also what i learned is like uh, the suffering is is a big cause of, mm. of having a transformation with yeah. a lot of people's lives not not just in mine but it was i went from like these people are making my life worse into like i can do something about it so it, it. it in in one word it's t- or like two words it's taking responsibility and taking pers- taking personal responsibility for your life and so that that's the the biggest mindset shift that i think can give the most credit to in in a sense that like i stopped blaming the outside circumstances mm-hmm. and i like and i looked at myself and i i realized like i am shy and like i am awkward in these social situations and like i am weak and i can't do anything about i can't stand up for myself so what can i do to be able to stand up for myself? What can I do to be able to have better, not be awkward? Like, what can I do yeah, to not absolutely. be shy? Um, and that's that's the biggest mindset shift that I would uh, give people or like want to give people, like take your own personal responsibility and look at what you personally can do instead of just blaming outside world. And did this, realization take place after or during the course of your you know journey of personal development with the stuff you were reading about the people you were listening to i think that it happened right before i googled how to be happy because if i didn't make that shift Mm. um i wouldn't i wouldn't i don't think i would even google that because like I did back then. I didn't think I can do anything about it, right? That's who, that's what yeah. I was thinking. You were thirteen, so can't blame yourself for thinking that way, right? You were thirteen years old, so. But yeah, like I said, there were other um, other things. Also, like what my mom told me, and like how how I was raised, like in a strict way. 
Yeah. Um, so there were there were other influences that led me in, into that, but I wouldn't like I wouldn't give myself a lot of credit for making that shift um, back then. Like I I don't think I had much control over it back then because mm. I was very young and I was just going off the situations. And yeah, so I would say it, it's a lot of what and that's how that's how I feel like I was lucky to to get there and that's why I'm talking about it so much and like trying to get people to understand this because I feel like I was I was lucky in a way with these negative situations that mm -hmm. kind of organically pushed me into into making that shift and yeah so before I made the the google search of how to be happy I didn't think I could do anything about it but when it subconsciously kind of happened like in the background i wasn't aware of it back then right? i can right. talk about it now because i can see it now but back then i just i, I had no idea that it happened or yeah, what happened exactly. but it went like on the background but just the fact that i went and googled how to be happy it also it already meant that like i think i can maybe do something about it and let me find out what i can do wow aren't you glad that you had that eureka moment at the time yeah, yeah. So very, crazy. Very, very like for a guy for a little boy that age to have that realization and to like make different choices is is massive it's been a game changer for you i'm sure you could have still been stuck there who knows right because most people spend mm -hmm. their lives stuck in the same limiting patterns and destructive beliefs not knowing that there is a better way because they just don't explore different choices Yes, absolutely. So I, I have to give credit to my mom here. Mm. Uh, she had a big influence on this oh, one. Oh, I love in, that. In, in teaching me um, how to do, how to be good at problem solving, and uh, which kind of allowed me to be good at school, first of all, right? And also a little bit of a fact. That of, helps. Confidence uh, levels I got bullied and kind of used. But at the same time, the, this, this like problem solving mindset already that I got from my mom, kind of led me into like okay I have a problem like I'm shy and and this and so like I was kind of subconsciously or like from from her like perspective I was looking for a solution because that's how I was taught for like if if there's a problem just find a solution um so yeah I have to have have to give credit to my mom here oh okay go mommy <laughs> <laughs> um you know, I know that the um like the, the the Gen Zs are extremely switched on and very confident, and they don't like looking at them. You don't think they'll ever have like you know confidence issues or self doubt. But I know that for a fact that every human experiences some level of self doubt at some point or the other, and I'm sure you do as well as I do. And I want to ask you how you experience and how you handle self doubt whenever it hits you. Um. Okay. So when it comes to self doubt. I think, first of all, I experience it even these days, almost every day. Mm -hmm. um, that's the oh, first okay. thing that I would like to get out there. Second of all, I think it's a, a good thing, actually, um, because it means that you're pushing yourself beyond your limits a little bit. And that means Absolutely. that you're growing, right? If you think if you have the self-doubt, if you think like, oh, I can't do this, that means that you're actually pushing yourself in, in order to grow and like to do, do, to do something more mm. than you think is, good, is, is possible right now. And what, again, <laughs> with, with self-doubt, again, like the, the cure, the ultimate cure would be taking action and doing it and, or not doing it, but just doing something like, Taking no, but Andra, that's the hard part. When you have a feeling of a moment of self-doubt, to actually push beyond that in that moment and do something about it, or even like say that you're feeling um scared, like you know, like speak to someone, right? Yeah. And in that moment, to actually do that is where the shift takes place. But doing that, of course, is where the challenge lies. So how do you actually how do you do it when you're feeling that? What inspires yes. you to move out of that situation? Okay, for first. First of all, uh, again, it kind of like um, builds. It, I would, I would, I want to say it kind of builds on itself. Uh, so again, going back to like just how the confidence builds on itself, and you you basically start proving yourself that yeah. you can do you can do this, right? So when it comes back to like I prove basically proved to myself. 
that I can wake up a half an hour earlier mm. and start and go for a run, right? So yeah. I, I I didn't know that I, I could do that and that mm. I could start doing that, right? Yeah. But I proved myself. I proved myself wrong, and like I proved myself that I can do this, right? Then the second second thing was uh, my my programming. Like I didn't I didn't know that I could learn programming just on uh, online and um, design and program my first my own apps, right? When I was that young, I didn't know, but I proved myself that I can do that. So when I started thinking about, oh, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna talk to girls on the bus, like I already knew like. Yeah, it seems like it seems absolutely impossible. It seems possible, but I know that I can do. I already knew that I can do some things that seem impossible and like that seem like I can't do them. Mm. So it kind of builds on itself. So you can start very, you can start small and just start proving yourself that you can do some, you can do these things that you have self doubt about. Mm. And the second, second uh, part of it is actually what i learned a little bit later kind of around the time when i was when i actually go uh, started trying to go out and meet the girls on the bus um because there was a lot of fa- like there was a lot of failures it wasn't just like oh you know what uh, today i'm gonna talk to this girl on the bus like no <laughs> no i remember so i remember so many days and so many bus rides where i just sat there and I was thinking about it. I was. I wanted to do it, but I just couldn't, right? And then I, yeah. oh, this is my stop already. Damn! Like I have to get off. And, oh and, <laughs> That's so funny. Shit. Yeah. And, and then I would also kind of be mad at myself, like, oh, I missed this opportunity. Like I, I right. wanted to do this, right? So it, it also was a process. Mm. And what I figured out in that process that there, there is actually a way to 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 overcome that fear to like step up and boost your um physiology and like boost your hormones in in that moment and i used started using like a little technique a few steps and it's it's about first getting uh calming yourself down and like getting out of your head because that's where the self-doubt is right in the head like the thoughts racing and like it's all oh, here. It's all here. So yeah. what are you thinking like what are you doing like what why why do you even want to do this like it's not what you do like this is not who you are like you can't do this right so first calm yourself down with a few breaths it can be three to five five deep breaths and like okay so just a little disclaimer this is these steps that i'm going to describe it's You've probably a lot of people probably heard about it already, and that's fine. Whatever of, works for you and has worked for like cliche, cliche, right? But again, it comes down to like, yeah, you heard it, but did you actually do it? Did yeah. you actually yeah. try it out for yourself, right? So that's where the, that's where the the juice, that's where the fire is, is actually mm-hmm. trying it out for yourself. Okay, so first, calm yourself down with breaths that that gives you the space to get outside of the head and like the thoughts go a little bit quieter just like mm. a little bit quieter if you focus on the breathing mm. second step is to change your body so i would i found myself that when i was in that state of like i want to talk to this girl i would sit like this in the in the seat of the bus i would go be like this and i would be like super small and i would be like oh like i can't do it i can't do it mm. right so i started breathing and then and i set up like this and that that like that gives you the boost, right? It also yeah. boosts hormones. I mean, scientists actually prove it. Prove yeah, yeah your it. posture, physiology, all changes exactly. Your posture can actually boost your testosterone in like twenty percent and lower your cortisol in ten percent, so like the stress hormone, right? So it's also related to hormones. But boost, change your change your body. That's a a, a good one. And then the third step. Um, Okay, third step can be just right away use the five second rule, which is just count down from five to Mel zero. Gibson, and just, yeah, that doesn't work for me at all, though. It doesn't work for me. I'm just like, okay, five seconds go, nothing's happened. I'm still sitting here. <laughs> doesn't work for me because you see, I mean, let me have you first finish off and then I explain my point. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So and then I can. I also started um, a little bit later on. I started. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I added like a little middle step between the the three and uh, between two and three, like be, be just before the the five second rule. Mm -hmm. So I found out that the five second rule doesn't really work hundred percent of the time, right? <laughs> There's and no consequences if you're still sitting at five. Often it came down to like if I focused on my breathing and and uh, was aware of my uh, body. So if I was sitting like this and you did the five second rule, it, it didn't work. But if I was like this already and then did then did wow. the five second rule, wow. I, I, had a, I had a higher chance of actually doing it. And then the the middle step that I added was to change what I was focusing on as well. So a lot of the times the thoughts were like, oh, you're going to make, she's going to reject you mm. and you're going to make yourself look like a fool in front of all of mm. these people, right? Yeah. And I started... And the shift that I had there in the focus is that I, I realized that I can look at it not from my my perspective of what's going to happen to me, but what's going to happen with the girl, like what what's the situation going to be for her instead of for me. And I realized that there's only two outcomes. Either she's going to reject me and she's going to have a, a fun story to tell to her friends when she comes comes to school or like yo girl was like this this like weird kid in the on the bus just went up to me and wanted, wanted to talk to me like i was like now nah, go sit down <laughs> i totally rejected him right yeah. so first first outcome she has a story to tell and like she can brag about famous that. either way yeah maybe feel pretty that someone who wanted to talk to her right or the second outcome would be Oh, she's gonna she's gonna actually want to talk to me and we're gonna have a nice conversation and I'm gonna make her make her buy bus ride a little bit better and my bus ride a little bit better. So with with this, it was like the final complete um package of like there was nothing that I could lose, right? Because I wasn't I wasn't limiting myself with my body that was holding me yeah. back. I wasn't limiting myself with, with the negative thoughts. It wasn't that I I didn't and notice that I didn't try to tell myself, oh, you're not going to look, make yourself look like a fool. It's not going to, like, I didn't try to prove myself, but I completely shifted the focus yeah. on something completely different. So that made it easier to, to go, let the bad thoughts go away completely. And then the five second rule to actually stand up and go. And uh, yeah, that completed the package for me. And it's, it's been working wow. since then for, for, for a long time now. That is such a great hack. I love how you combine the whole change in physical posture with the five second rule and how it helped you to like snap out and step up. Amazing. Andra, what support do you think is generally lacking for the average teenager these days? Like the first thing that comes to mind is, okay, two things actually. Um, first, parents and second, um, school systems our school system um a big one yes so first the parents what i think a lot of parents do wrong when it comes to supporting kids is they tell them that their dreams are not possible and what they want to do is, is mm. stupid and and that just takes away so much uh, so much confidence yeah. and like so much to actually try i mean if you if you are 15 and you you see on social media that someone is doing uh, YouTube videos or photography and you, you're like, oh, like as a kid, you see someone doing it and you want to try it and you want to do it too, right? But then you go to your parents and you, you tell your parents, I want to try photography. I want to do this and like, I want to make videos. And your parents are going to be like, no, that's stop, stop, be, stop dreaming. Like that's not going to work. You have to go, you have to focus on studying, you have to focus on school and get a degree and get a good job. Right? So that's that's what the majority of parents tell their kids. Yeah. So that's that's a huge factor right there um, for, for limiting yeah. kids. And then huh, schools when it comes to school systems, I mean so much work to do there. Where, so much work. Where to even start? Where to even start? Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so much, uh, the school system these days isn't set up in a in a good way. But how how I can summarize it uh, very clearly is: look at a car that was made a hundred years ago, and look at a car that was made today. 
Look at the phone that was made years ago and look at the phone that was made today. There's a big difference, right? Big evolution. But look at the classroom that was 100 years ago and a classroom now. So okay, true. they are using a little bit more computers and like yeah. white and like the blackboards are whites and they're using markers. But in the in the way of like how they teach and what they actually do in the schools hasn't changed almost at all. At all right? Fundamentally so, hasn't changed, babe. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So if you look at the evolution, how fast our world is evolving right now, and how how bad the schools are struggling and staying the same. Yeah, that's a huge, a huge uh, area problem. to work on. Yeah, that's a huge problem um, because kid, kids aren't aren't being taught to to adapt for the new world, but they're mm-hmm. basically being st- keep kept stuck in the past yeah. in like a bad school system. Um, so really well said. In general, how you can look at it, and what I would like to point out is uh, one thing. Uh, school is focused isn't isn't focused on collaboration uh, um collaboration um enough in what in context sense do you mean collaboration um you have to write your tests alone and you can't work oh, on it with, your, wow. with your with your classmates right you can't collaborate you have to mm-hmm. just be yourself and protect it so other other people can't cheat right <laughs> so that's and you gotta Again, come on I mean, top. You gotta to be the number one, right? Like it's your your job to like show that you're the star of the class. Yeah, and so on. yeah. and I mean, it doesn't. I I would say that for most people, like especially like adults, it doesn't seem like that big of a big of a deal. But mm. if you think if you relate to to that kid who who is learning how the world works and he's building his belief structures, he's he doesn't have the belief structures. He doesn't know how the world works yet. And he's learning it in school. And it's not just what, he, what the teachers teach them, but also like the system has, the system itself has much bigger influence. So the, this kid who is gonna, going to indirectly learn that he needs to do everything by himself and he can't ask for help for, from, from kids when it actually matters, right? Because the, the tests, like actually matter and yeah. you cannot you know to uh collaborate with with your peers which for example in business it's it's exactly exactly the opposite right you have to collaborate yeah, you have to ask for help yeah, you have to communicate so interesting you mentioned that yeah um so that's one thing collaboration instead of competition um, yeah that's huge second thing uh would be just like the the great system and i mean also like the whole thing of self-talk because so much of kids morale is demeaned when teachers like you know um treat the performance differently than the ones who aren't performing the best and that's where your self-image is created um and of course self-doubt comes in and combine that with the parents badgering you for like no you can't do this you can't do that that's it like that's the end of your confidence right there um of course yeah these are really um big points you mentioned friend the fear of fa- the theory of failure itself, mm. I would say, starts in school a lot, because it all starts there. Oh, well, like again, I see it's the topic that you really like resonate with right now, Andra. <laughs> it's the thing that you want to avoid the most at school, getting an F, right? Failing at something. Dead but in re- in real life, you have to fail. In order to learn, you have to fail in order to move forward, right? So, again, like, yeah, I'm very, <laughs> as you said, I'm, I'm very passionate about. Oh, I see that. I see you sharing your stories and your struggles on Facebook Lives. And it's just so reflective of someone who's completely pushed beyond the boundaries of fear and, um, you know, just shifted your equation with it completely. It's so commendable. I have to say that. And that's that I can, con- I can only give credit to a little bit of social media um, because of videos and YouTube, like yeah. and listening to, to other people and like listening to actually like, uh, people who have been successful in life, yeah, in but dance. also just in general the on- online space. Because if there, if if I couldn't go onto the internet to learn about these things, I would just learn in school 
and from my parents and I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be talking to mm. like no way, no way. I would be very, very limited because there is no way for, for the people to actually step out of it because they're, they're so in it and they don't know any alternatives. If they, if some other circumstances in their life doesn't, don't lead them to, to making a Google search, like how to be happy, just like me did, just like I did, right? But most people never do. So they don't know the alternatives. Really well put, really, really well said. As we are coming to a close, just thought I'd pick your brains on this. What do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that Gen Zs are continuing to make or some of the things that they are avoiding to confront? I think I can speak to most people as I, if I speak to myself a little bit as well, is thinking too much of what other people are gonna say and like- Social perception, that's huge. So yeah, yeah. So focus, we tend to focus more on what other people think about us than what we think about us. So the shift there would be focus more on what you think about yourself and don't care about what other people think. Well said. I love that. And um, what in your view is an epic being? Okay, interesting question. Um, Goes with the theme of the podcast. An epic being can be, I'm going to, I'm going to, Try to make it like as simple and like mm-hmm. the, the the lowest the lowest bar the lowest bar to being an epic being. Um, first, be be good. Like, <laughs> don't be a dickhead, right? Don't be a dickhead. <laughs> okay, right? great. So that's that's the first like barrier. Okay, don't entry. be a dickhead. <laughs> okay. If you're a good person and like yeah. generally want to help people, or, like yeah. generally want to be good and want to do good, you're 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 really really. Show that you can make progress towards becoming a better being. There's a lot of jerks in this world, right? <laughs> um, so that's the first barrier of entry that we need to, that that makes an epic being for 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 me. And then second bar- second barrier, which like completely gives you like all the power, is go outside your comfort zone and 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 grow seek discomfort do things that are challenging you and when you have self-doubt go and overcome that self-doubt aren't you a living example of that what makes you an epic being well you are an epic being thank you so much Andra, for your time and for your beautiful presence your epic presence on this show today so much to learn from you and look up to and i think you have so much to like share with people so people your age that's what matters the most so thank you for your time and where can people find you yeah thank you for having me um people can find me on on facebook and mostly in my facebook group that's where i operate most mostly these days but i also uh, operate on instagram um, but yeah mostly facebook these days